Good morning, church. We're going to start with a little prayer first. Father God, we welcome you into this place. We ask that your presence would come and join us here this morning, Father God. We thank you for this beautiful morning, for the fresh snow that you've brought us. We pray that you would keep everybody safe this morning in their travels and bless the message this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. So welcome everybody and everybody who's joining online, we welcome you as well. We have a few announcements this morning, but first we want to get started with a little meet and greet. So now everybody can stand up and move around and mingle and welcome your neighbors.
Okay, everybody, if you wouldn't mind getting settled, we're ready for some announcements. Life group has started. Sign-up sheets are at the welcome counter. We have eight different groups to choose from, so join us as we fellowship together and dive deep into God's Word. Easter is on March 31st, which means we are taking in new members and, and baptizing people. So if you're interested in becoming a new member of Home Church, we encourage you to connect with the pastor or with Jen and um, come to one of the member meetings. And if you are interested in becoming baptized, then we also would encourage you to speak with the pastor about that. It's a wonderful experience. Please bring individually wrapped candy for the Easter egg hunts. And um, to all the ladies out there, women's breakfast is going to be this Saturday. So when is women's breakfast again? That's right. And I heard that it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be very delicious. So we look forward to seeing you there. Um, please RSVP to Ricky by Thursday. And now, if we could dim the lights, we have a video for you. What's going on, Home Church? It's Dave from Sawa Province. Cannot wait to come and, and see the awesomeness that is Home Church. That's right, Sawa Province coming to your church April 19th, right there in Sparks. We cannot wait for it. Go to SawaProvince.com to get your tickets for the Songs and Stories Tour. It's been one of my favorite tours we've ever done. I get to share stories and enjoy. My buddies Dan and Cal get to blow your mind with musical prowess. It's awesome. Uh, again, go to SawaProvince.com, get those tickets today. We can't wait to see you right there at your home church. Exciting. You guys will not want to miss that. So I hope that every, I hope to see everybody there. Um, we're gonna actually ask everyone now if you could please pull out your phones and silence them, so we don't have any interruptions during the service. And we're gonna move into a time of offering and um, tithes and offering. And I want to read a verse from Proverbs 11:25. It says, "The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself." And I think that um, that's a very uplifting reason why we would tithe to God our Father, but really our heart should be to put God first in all situations. That's why He calls us to give 10 percent and to give it first before anything else. And it, it shows um, obedience to him. And um, it does take disobedience and it does take, um, it is you know, kind of difficult sometimes to begin that process, but I just encourage everyone here to step out in faith. And um, if we could just go into a moment to bless this offering. Father God, we thank you for every gift you've given, Father knowing that everything good and everything perfect comes from the Father above. And you've been so gracious and generous to us in our lives, Father. We just want to take this moment to give a little bit back to you and let you know how much we appreciate you and love you and how you reign over our lives, Father God. I pray that you would bless this money this morning that you would multiply it and that you would use it 
furthering your kingdom, for helping those in need, for helping the word and the gospel reach people. We know that you can multiply and duplicate things, Father God, and so we just pray in this moment that you would you would do that here. We pray that you would help us to remember to be gracious givers and not to reserve, but to just give out of love and with the desire of furthering your kingdom. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, good morning, church. Good morning. Um, we are so excited that you all made it here today. We're excited for the snow. Um, we serve a good God, amen? Um, go ahead and stand with us as we sing some worship today.
not only praise him in the morning, in the afternoon, in the noontime, and at night when you're sleeping. Amen. Hallelujah. One, two, three. We worship the God who was. We worship the God. We worship the God who evermore. He opened and doors. He parted the raging sea.
for the power that we have through you. We ask that you be with us this service, Father God. Anoint the sermon, walk aisles, touch hearts. God, I pray that we would all leave here changed, God, and on fire for you. Father, we thank you for any visitors. God, we thank you for all those that are returning. We ask that your spirit would be in this place, that you would just be with us, that we would leave here changed and ready to serve you and spread your gospel. In Jesus' name. Give the Lord a clap offering this morning. Thank you, Lord. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is love. Make every stronghold shine through the shadows. Father, because of you and only because of you, because I cannot do it on my own, add her to what you had to say. And Father, you have delivered me. I thank you in Jesus' name. So Father, I pray by your grace and mercy, you would this morning soften every heart in this place. Father, as our hearts are open, ready to receive, may it pour out unto our children and our children's children. And Father, may your love pour out into my family and my church family. Go before me. Speak to every teenager. Speak to every child, every adult, every grandparent, mother and father. Go before me, I pray in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you. And all God's children said, amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Thank you, church. Can we give our worship team a hand this morning? Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Steve says hello, by the way, everybody. Amen. Um, who's ready to read the word? Amen. I love it. When someone tells me, come on now, it's ready. I'm ready now. When they say, come on, I'm like, okay, let's go. Hallelujah. Proverbs 24.3. I love and I appreciate that, brother. Thank you. Proverbs 24, uh, verse 3. Let's read right here together in chorus. One, two, three. Through wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Can somebody say amen? Amen. amen. I want to read Ephesians chapter 2, or chapter 22. 
uh, or actually chapter 5, I believe, I apologize, chapter 5, go ahead and turn there. Who brought their Bibles this morning? Who brought their word, their sword? Um, we're in a <clears throat> home life this morning, and um, I'm excited. I'm so blessed to, the text and the emails I've received this last few weeks have been um, amazing. I've wanted to share some, but some are too personal. And, um, and so I'll give those to God. We just want to give God praise for what he's doing. I mean, we want to build on a good foundation. May we build on a good foundation. Amen. Amen. I want my children, my daughter, my sons, our kids to build on a good foundation. May we build upon this now. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 22. It says right here, wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Matthew Henry Commentary describes this scripture here, um, and I, I, I just thought I'd say what he says. I thought it was very um, amazing, amazingly put. Uh, the duty prescribed to wives is submission to their husbands in the Lord. Not in themselves, not in the world, but in the Lord. Can someone say amen? amen. The reason of this submission from wives for their husband is the head of the wife. God has given the man the preeminence and the right to direct and govern by creation. Um, generally to the man has what he ought to have in wisdom and knowledge. He is therefore the head, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Christ's authority is exercised over the church for the saving of her from evil and supplying of her with everything good for her. And men, that's a challenge to you. Um, so I'm going to say that again. Men, that is a challenge to you. So I'm going to have one man say amen, but it's okay. Um, we'll just keep moving forward. Uh, again, this is Home Life Part 5. Someone say Part 5. Part five. Amen. And um, so my question is for this morning is, are you a saved woman? Um, and that's the question. And, and, I, and I, I'm blessed as I'm preaching this sermon this morning. I'm, I'm, I'm at ease in my spirit because we have, we have the faithful here this morning. Can someone say Amen. And those who are watching online, we so appreciate you um, being with us in spirit. Um, but really, at the end of the day, the question is, are you a saved woman? Um, I didn't ask, are you a, uh, an intelligent woman? I didn't ask, are you a, uh, a wealthy woman? But are you a saved woman? So I, wanna, I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do it because we got some time. There's a lot of ladies here this morning. Go ahead and ask the lady sitting next to you. Are you a saved woman? Ask her right now. Just are you a saved woman? If you're watching online, go ahead and ask. As cheesy as it may be, as uncomfortable it is, just ask, are, are you a saved woman? <clears throat> One second, hold on. So did you ask? 
Did you ask? Some of you didn't ask, but it's okay. We're going to keep moving forward. For those who asked, what was the answer? Yes. 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 Okay. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Um, we're going to find out in a few moments. You all ready? Yes. Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. Let's turn there. Tri Titus chapter 2. And this is for the young ladies. Young ladies in the house, say amen. Amen. All of you should have said amen. You're all young. <laughs> Titus chapter 2, right here, verse 1. Amen. But as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine, that the older men be sober, reverent, a sound in faith, patience. Verse 3, the older women likewise, that they may be reverent in behavior, not slanders, not given to too much wine. Why are we laughing right there? That's making me nervous. It's okay. Teachers of good things, verse 4, that they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be, what's that last word? Wow. He rarely says this in scripture, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. I want to talk about saved women. It's hard to find a saved woman these days. I didn't say perfect woman. Um but it's hard to find saved women. I didn't say church-going women. I mean, you know there's a lot of church-going women. Yep. Women remain the predominant sex in church, if we're honest this morning. Thank God for women, huh? Amen. Amen. But we want to raise the bar because when Paul writes to Titus, he, he's writing to a young pastor trying to, trying to show him through these writings of what a, what a church should look like. When it comes to the men and the women and the children in ministry, he's, um, he's raising the bar and he lays out this foundation of what a good, solid church looks like. I've been to a lot of churches and I've realized we have a lot of women in churches, but sometimes, um, and, and again, they, we need the women in the church. I'm telling you, it, it is, if it wasn't for women, we would not be here. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, uh, you know, and, and, but again, um, you know, and as beautiful as you are, ladies, as the, uh, the words of the great philosopher David Ruffin says, beauty is only skin deep. God, beauty goes beyond what you look like externally. Amen? Amen. So I want to ask some questions to help you evaluate yourself like I did a few weeks ago. Verse 3, the older women likewise that you be reverent in behavior. So number one, do you have reverent behavior? Um, do you live your life and conduct your life? Um, how do I? If Jesus was standing right next to you, could you, would you be the same? Amen? Would you, would you act the same? Would you be the same? Would you, if Jesus was standing right next to you, if, 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 uh, if, 
If you're at work or wherever you're at, I don't care wherever it is, would you, are you the same everywhere you go? Amen. Huh? Amen. Um, if, if uh, yeah. Not slanderers. Number two, do you have righteous conversations? Righteous conversations. The word slander means to curse, to speak evil, to be malicious, to give false report. Paul says a righteous woman is not a slanderer. She, she doesn't speak ill. She speaks well of others. But he doesn't stop there. The apostle Paul keeps going. He just... He keeps writing. He says, not given to too much wine. So number three, giving in to wrong habits. Now, I thought long and hard about this because I'm like, you know, I'm not sure if the 1030, sir, we are at 1030. A lot of nine o'clock people aren't here. I wasn't sure if I should stay on this point because I think this is a, an issue the nine o'clock service has, not you guys. <laughs> but... Let's just, let's just go for it, okay? Um, it was interesting. I was a part of a class one time, and the subject come up, come up about wine drinking and alcohol, and um, somebody asked the question. They said, well, how much is too much? Kind of like when you, I had a teenager come to me who doesn't go to our church and said, Pastor Carlos got a question. Is it a sin to, to smoke weed? Will I go to hell if I have a little, a little weed? Um, I think there's a deeper question. Uh, there's something deeper beyond the question. Okay? Amen. Uh, but again, how much is too, how much is too much? So I asked my kids, I asked the kids, I said, I got a question, how much is too much? And my, my daughter, who's only seven years old, she said, well, dad, you know the show Andy Griffith? I said, yeah. Otis, that's too much. <laughs> Otis, that's too much. I said, well, that's, yeah, that's way too much, sweet thing. Uh, but um, they asked, how much is too much? And I thought I should spend a little time on this point right here. Because we as humans will find scripture to justify about anything. And I believe this statement goes beyond just wine drinking. Let me explain. Um, when you take the whole context of what God says about wine drinking. And then you take the whole Bible about what it talks about. The Bible talks about how you can get tricked and deceived. Tricked and deceived. You can get into bondage. To drinking certain things and the attitude of God is revealed throughout the whole Bible. Anybody who dabbles in it, it's not a wise thing to do. I don't know why I feel kickback. I feel tension in the room, but it's okay. When I feel kickback, I'm going to keep I'm going to just keep going forward. So he says any habit, anything right here. But right here, ladies, are we are we giving in to too much wine? Because. I don't know about you. I don't want your mind to be altered by the spirits and wine. I want your mind to be altered by God. Amen. Like last week when I got home and it was it was 
pretty late and I received a text and you know who I am, you're watching online. Pastor, I've been praying and God revealed to me some things in my life. Thank God she wasn't drinking wine. Can you imagine the spirits that would have got her thinking of her old ways instead of God's ways? Amen? Amen. You got to be careful. Um, so not giving in to too much wine. Uh, we need self-control this morning. Teachers of good things. Point number four. Are you teaching godly wisdom this morning? Are we teaching godly wisdom? When you're a godly woman, you want to show other ladies what's right in love. Amen. Uh, the Apostle Paul says in verse 4, older women should admonish the younger women. And so to encourage the younger women, and I'm so, we're so blessed to have a church that has women who are mature in, in the faith, amen, who, who speak to the younger women in love and give encouragement and, and, and guidance, amen? amen? What a beautiful thing. That they admonish the young women to do what, though? To love their husbands. Husbands. To love him. What overcomes issues in life is when a woman is married to a jacked up man who, let's just be honest, he's a dummy. And she loves him to Christ. Huh? That's the power of what a woman of God can do. Um, instead of speaking ill of her husband, instead of speaking badly about him, she speaks well of him. And when she wants to speak badly about him, she talks to God. Not to the other ladies. And when she does speak ill, that the older women would point her to Christ. And to say, you need to honor, respect, and love your Husband. Amen? Amen. Amen. Um, that they admonish the young women to love their husbands. I mean, no, love overcomes issues. Huh? And I'm just going to be honest. You know, I, I, I think about this. And again, there's, there's always, there's two sides. <clears throat> but since I'm, I'm, since I'm on the women right now, do you remember the day you got married to him? He was the hottest thing alive. That's what you said. <laughs> he was the best thing on earth. I mean, I, he was a knight in shining armor. And so again, no one's perfect, but the only thing that's changed, and he's so horrible now, the only thing that's changed is he's married you. Huh? And it can go both ways. It can go both ways. But wives, we need to love our husbands, amen? And it says right here to love their children, to love their children, to be discreet. This means to have your passions, to have your passions in order, um, to be to be under control of the Holy Spirit, to not have your passions take over your anger, your your um, your behavior. Teach them to be homemakers. 
Wow. Homemakers. And so, ladies, you are a homemaker by definition. You are a homemaker. If you are a woman, can someone say amen? Whether you have kids or not, whether you have children or not, you are homemakers. Whether you work outside 40 hours a week or you stay at home, you are a homemaker. To love their children, to be discreet, to be homemakers. Whether you're married or not, God has designed your role to keep the home in order, managing your home, helping your parents manage your home. Young ladies, young ladies, this is to the young ladies, are you, are you preparing yourself to be a, a, a homemaker? Amen? A woman of God. And this is more than just dusting and doing dishes and laundry and cleaning. Because um, if you're, especially if you're a woman, you're working 40 hours a week, your man should be helping with all that too. Right. Right. Huh? Amen. Um, but, but men, we, you all can know this. It's so, we, for the women who do stay home, isn't it nice when you work hard all day, you come home and the dishes is done? Huh? Yes. Man, I thought the men were going to at least say amen. <laughs> man, we're my second service crowd, my, my second service men. But it's okay. I was talking to Pastor Steve last week, and he, it was amazing. He was, we were talking about the, the service, and uh, he said he loved the spot where I gave the man to say an opportunity to give, it, to give an amen. He said, I did. Don't worry about it. I, I gave an amen right there. You remember? <laughs> so if you're watching online, please say amen. Amen. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, keeping the home takes motivation. It takes skill, direction. Love, it's your home. Keeping, keeping a home means transforming the four walls into a place where, where your family can rest at home. Amen. You know? It means creating a haven for your family to, to slow down and to focus on Christ, to focus on God. And, um, and husbands, we need to be patient too because um, how about... You staying home with the kids for one day and see if you can get laundry and the dishes done. Amen. <laughs> huh? Good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. I, I, that is, that's a great disrespect right here shown to God. That when the older women, when we are not doing these things, when we are not admonishing that we are not a godly woman, it's a great disrespect. It's blaspheming the word of God. This shows a great disrespect. It refers to a belief or an opinion. Heresy refers to a belief or an opinion that does not agree with the official belief, the opinion of God. You know, some women say that a homemaker is a maid or a servant. I've, I've heard women say this. They say, you know, I don't want to stay home because I, I'm like a maid or a servant. But yet these same women that say this are slaves to the work world. They're slaves to their education that they're still paying on, the $80,000 without the government's help. And even when the government does help them, they're still in bondage to the work world. I'm going to tell you right now, 
Whether you're working 40 hours a week, you're a homemaker. If you're staying at home every day, taking care of the family, don't let anyone make you feel inferior. You're a homemaker. I want to read Proverbs 31. It's one of my favorite scriptures in all the word of God. And I'm not even a lady. Who can find a virtuous wife? Not a perfect one. It doesn't say perfect, it says virtuous. For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely loves her. So he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. So this thing about women don't work, it says right here. Women are amazing. This is, ladies, if you're, if you're working and you're, you're not staying home, be, be, be comforted right here. Verse 14, she is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. From her prophets, she plants a vineyard. She guards herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the, to the, the staff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. Wow. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall, she shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom. And on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Wow. I might even just preach on this someday, just right here. There's so much in here. Her children rise up and call her blessed. That's a beautiful thing. I, I think about my own kids and how they, they, they want to be like their mom. That's a, that's a, when, when, your kids, when your kids say, I want to be like my mom, that's a beautiful thing. Amen. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands. Let her own works praise her in the gates. Wow. Let's bow our heads this morning. We're going to receive communion in a moment. But before we do that, I, I just feel a leading um, to, to speak this and say this.
ladies, you, you don't just want a lover or a companion. Younger ladies, I'm a, you don't just want a lover or a companion. What you want is a covering. It reminds me of some people who say, I don't need God. I just need a friend. I don't need, I don't need a God. I just need a, I just need a friend. No. You see, God wants to be your savior. He wants to be your king. He wants to be your father. But some humans are rebellious, they're prideful and arrogant. And so it causes them not to allow themselves by the grace of God to come under the covering of him and to be accountable to him and to love and obey him. And so just like some people in life can't be under God's covering, some women can't be under their covering, and that's because of whatever issues, but a lot of the times it's because they haven't forgiven their own father, their biological father. And I was talking to somebody a while ago who was so embarrassed and said, God, I don't even want to talk about, I don't even want to talk about my dad. I'm embarrassed. I, I love my dad, but I'm, I, you know, what he has done in my life and the things he did to my, my mom and but if you hold on to that, it's going to affect your relationship with God and it can affect your relationship with your future man. And so this morning, I just feel a leading by the grace of God, by the Holy Spirit. There are women here, you've been hurt. You've been hurt. Like, not just, no, you've been hurt. I'm not even talking physically. I'm talking men mentally, emotionally, verbally, abused by your father and you need to forgive him. You need to give him to God and allow God to take care of that for you. And so before we receive communion, I really feel there might even be husbands here who you might want to even just come down with your spouse. And, and pray with them. Pray over them. This is for someone here this morning. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna receive deliverance like you've never dreamed. And this even might be for somebody watching online. You need to go to the altar. You need to come to the cross, to the feet of Jesus this morning. You need to ask for forgiveness. So we're going to open the altars right now. If you want to come pray, pray. Let's do that right now. Amen.
so appreciate our, our staff lady, our staff members and board members to come and pray, lay hands on those, um, maybe ask them what they're in need of prayer for. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Father, the spirit of the world. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Maybe you need to forgive your husband this morning. Maybe it's not your father. Maybe you had the best father in the world. Praise God. Maybe you need to forgive. Maybe you need to forgive yourself this morning. Don't waste another moment. Come down to the altar this morning.
Now. Now. We are ready to receive communion. While I was praying, I just, and I don't want to freak some of you ladies out, but while I was praying, I sensed things going up. God was taking things off your shoulders. I've, I've got goosebumps right now. I've, I felt, I'm, I'm not, I felt things being released. Walk in freedom. Walk in the freedom that Jesus gives. No church can do that for you. No pastor can do that for you. No, no, no Nazarene church. No, no, only God can do that for you. And he did it for you this morning. Young ladies, you are more precious than rubies. Wow. Don't let anyone, I don't care who they are, and what they've done to you to cause you to not reach your full potential for Jesus. You have let it go, and some of you have released it here at this altar. Christ paid the debt. Amen? Amen. That we could not pay. That your Father could not pay. But this morning, by the grace of God, we have forgiven all those who have hurt us. Amen? Walk in the freedom of Jesus this morning. Amen. Amen. Um, sweet lady. Can you please come right here? We're going to be receiving communion this morning. Um, and so I'd ask, we're at, well, two lines. If you want to come down and, and dip the uh, cracker. and. Um, uh, but while we're doing this, may this be a time, again, where... It's not just something we do, we dip and we eat, but where you can actually be reminded that Jesus said, eat my body, partake of me, and remember what I did. And may you be healed. May you be covered. May you be changed. He, he paid the price. May we be reminded this morning that by his stripes we are healed. Amen. And this morning, if you're not right with God, I would encourage you not to do this. But by God's grace, I can go to bed tonight knowing I did everything I could to allow you to come this morning. If you're watching online and you want to receive communion with us, I would ask you to go grab something in the fridge, grab some, some juice, some eat. If all you have is water, Again, it's just, it, it, it's, it doesn't have to be grape juice and, a, and a, an exact cracker. You can use, a, like Pastor Todd said, a Cheerio if you have to. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's do that right now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you.
church family in this time right now to continue to pray to, to lay a hold and, and pray and, and ask God maybe there are needs some things in your life that you need prayer for do this is a time you can do that right now in your chair lay a hold of God and pray amen hallelujah Thank you. 
You know, I've seen a lot of track homes go up. When I used to work for RC Electric years ago, I was an electrician, I was an apprentice, I saw a lot of track homes go up. And they were going up quick. They were going up fast. They were building them quick. And through the years, the calls we would get to go back and to fix things, the calls we would get, things weren't right because we built it so quick and so fast. And how many know there's a lot of homes in Del Monte? And the swamp, and homes that had to be removed, and the insurance policy on certain homes because there's a swamp underneath, because it went up so quick. Church, it's gonna take some time, but we're gonna build on a good foundation. Amen. And when I would go up to Lake Tahoe and the homes that they were building, they, they, it, it took twice, three, four times the amount of time to build a certain home because they wanted it done right. We're going to build on a good foundation. Amen. And our churches, our children, and our children's children, by the grace of God, are going to see this place in ways we never even would have dreamed. Because it's going to be built on a good foundation. Amen? Amen. And by the grace of God, I don't want to do a hack job. I want to do God's job. Amen. And we're going to preach the gospel uncut, whether my flesh likes it or not. Amen. And that's why when I start preaching to the men, men get ready. It's coming. So if I find out next week with no snow and the men don't show up, now I know why. So ladies, do me a favor. Use your influence and get that boy to church. Amen? Amen. Let's all stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Every chain is broken in the name of Jesus. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. Brother Matt, can you please come and bless us this morning? Pray us out of here. Amen. Father, we thank you so much for the ability to still come and gather in your name. We have the ability and the time to come together to take communion, to partake in your body and your blood that you sacrificed for us. We ask that as we leave this place that we would take your word, that we would put that above culture, that we would put your word above our own thoughts, above our own desires, and that we would learn to lean on you before anything else. Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.